Hey guys, welcome back to the Toxica Diaries. It's Michelle, and I am joined by my fellow co-hosts. Parker. And Alex. And yeah, welcome back, guys. Um, so what have you guys been up to since the last time we spoke? You know, I, I asked this question, like, I haven't just had a long-ass conversation with Parker, and like, I didn't <laughs> hop on the phone with Alex twice today. But still, fill in, fill in the listeners. <laughs> I watch more Love Island. <laughs> I'm how so many episodes close to the are, end. How many episodes or seasons? Like 50-something. Jesus wow. Christ, Alex. Because, okay, they air an episode every night, and then they do, like, a weekly recap. So I've skipped the weekly recaps. But, like, there's an episode, like, every single night because they document every single day. I'm telling, like, y'all, it's a ride. <laughs> it is a ride, and I'm happy to be on it. It is so entertaining. I've I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's... I think it was like when the first it. season started. That's when I watched it for a little bit, and then I just couldn't handle. I I can't handle the no. the awkwardness between these people. I Love mean, Island I've UK though, it. top. But I like I like season four. I'd started season three to like wait for my friend who got me into watching it to catch up because I got ahead of him in episodes. And then season three, I like haven't really like found any of the people that I really like yet. And I think it's because I came into season four like after all the initial like couplings and everything like that but you just they're just characters you grow to love like i know they're real people but like you know <laughs> you got your you got your favorites in the villa you got you know you yeah. you have your love island love island is to you what jersey shore is to me yeah yeah but a lot less don't drunk you shenanigans because they do make life entertaining. Drunken shenanigans. Yeah, but they're British. So it's like British shenanigans. Parker, what did you say about British TV earlier? <laughs> Not my cup of tea. <laughs> but <I'm> t- <laughs> Well, because I was telling him that. I, so I'm watching, I'm currently watching El Inocente on Netflix, uh, which is a Spanish uh, mini series or limited series. And so I was telling him, I was like, yo, I know that there are colonizers, right? Like Spain, evil, right? But um, their content is amazing. So I was yeah, telling Yeah, we're going to colonize them back. Yeah, I know. I'm down. I'm totally down for that. Mario Casas. They're wanting. I'm did coming you see for that you. news report? Which one? Oh, that, that they like, want people the to Spanish move out government, there, right? Yeah, the Spanish government wants young people that are of Latin American descent that can speak Spanish to move to the country. So they, they have us. such an old population. Yeah, they have a very old population. And so he's wanting to get like, you know, like young people. in. It's kind of like what Italy is doing. You mm-hmm. know how they have like those certain cities that like they'll pay you to live there as mm-hmm. long as like you start a business or whatever, because all of their population is geriatric. What I'm hearing is that you guys can move to Spain and get yourself an old sugar daddy. That's what I'm hearing <laughs> at out of the this. same time. At the same and time. And they take better care of themselves there. <laughs> Uh, except for the smoking. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, they smoke so much, but that's just a very like European plastic thing. bottles are evil, which they are, but like smoking isn't. Yeah, as, right? just as evil, if not worse. Exactly. I don't get it. Like you're gonna regulate your meat, right, and all the chemicals in your meat that make things delicious, but you also smoke like two packs of cigarette a day. Make it make sense. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, so what I'm hearing is we're moving to Valencia. Uh, hell yeah, we are. So down. If I had to move somewhere in Spain, it would be Valencia, like hands down. 
Like, yep. Parker, I mean, I can't. You got. You got. Parker, we gotta we go. Gotta go. We gotta go. Like, now that we're oh. fully vaccinated and the European Union is ex- is accepting uh, U.S. travelers that are fully vaccinated, we're going. Exactly. So. You know, to each their own, obviously. You know, you don't have to get vaccinated, I guess. Like, your body, your choice, right? We're pro-choice here. But um, Whoa, that I'm not. sucks for you. You can't go to Europe. <laughs> oh, they didn't. They don't let you if you're not? No, Ooh, you have fuck. to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Oh, I mean. Because they care about people there. Exactly. <laughs> here in the U.S., they're like, Nah, we're just dumb over here, man. America, but give me my guns. I saw a TikTok. This is way off topic. We probably need to get to the actual point of today's episode soon. But I saw this TikTok that was like, no one is more un-American than Americans. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's uh, so like, of having the like American dream, quote unquote, and like this, this and that and love your neighbor. But like, why mostly white Americans don't do that. No. Not <laughs> and by all. that, I mean like the people who ended up in Trump's cult mm-hmm. are like, the band leaders of that like you know preaching christian values and yet hating everyone oh yeah they hate like protesting and all of that they talk so much crap about (laughs) protesting and it's like you guys yeah exactly from england exactly i'm like you you guys got mad over the taxes on tea relax Exactly. Please. That so. was over tea. This is over social justice. So yeah. <laughs> calm the fuck down. Off topic, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we have any Trump supporting listeners. Actually, maybe. If we do, you're in a cult. <laughs> We're all in cults. We're Get all in help. our own cult, but yours is probably worse. <laughs> yes. Get some help. You're we, in a cult. We Get can help. help you. Reach out to us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we could sit down and have conversations. Actually, well, Alex knows this about me. I, I, I think well, you and you, before. you do too. I am the one that is probably most likely to engage with a Trump supporter and try to have a dialogue, given only if they're reasonable. If they start coming at me with some QAnon shit, then that's when I'm just like, okay, you're dumb. This is done. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't trust anything that comes from 4chan as a, you know, ex 4chan user we need to have well actually no it's in the works but eventually we'll have it because QAnon is full of the best conspiracy theories ever oh yeah (laughs) yeah uh heads up for any for this is a future episode that we're working on if you guys have any conspiracy theories that you love talking about that you want us to talk about that you don't think that we know about or that you think are just plain fucking hilarious yes please let us know yes i i love diving deep into black holes of different types of conspiracies like leah remini's scientology in the aftermath fucking loved it well did i told you the story of whenever i went into the scientology building so yeah they tried to kidnap you (laughs) no it wasn't no they tried to kidnap um ryan's Ryan's wife wife. yeah so basically i had just seen the documentary that hbo made about scientology and we happened to be in hollywood like a couple of days afterwards and they have like a big old scientology church right on hollywood boulevard And there's people, you know, hanging outside trying to get you to go in. And we're like, fuck it, let's walk in. And so 
I wanted to see like how much of what they talked about during the documentary was true. And so they immediately sit you down and they give you this questionnaire, which I thought was maybe going to be like 15 questions. It felt like I was taking a test. There was like 120 questions on it. And then after that, they take you to audit you, I think is what they call it. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. They and, and you hold like these metal, these little metal things and you just sit there and you're holding it and they're hooked up to some wire. And I'm like, what does this do? And the guy's like, oh, it's like reading your brain or like the sound wavelengths. And I don't fucking know. And I was, I was just like, yeah, okay. And then finally they take you, they, you know, they take everyone to a different place and then somebody comes up to you to try to talk you into, you know, like becoming a member of Scientology. And so I love looking into like cult stuff, as we said. So of course I was just like arguing back and forth with this guy, like being very logical and like comparing it to different cults. And I was like, well, what makes you guys different from X, Y, and Z? And the guy got to the point, like he got so flustered because he couldn't answer my questions. <laughs> I'm going to need someone with a higher thetan le- label. And so he, yeah, that's what he said. Exactly. He's like, I'm going to go get somebody that can better answer your questions. I was like, honestly, don't bother. I'm just here because I just watched the documentary and I was curious. <laughs> Did you straight up let me speak to your manager, somebody from Scientology? Yes. Wow, you you're a Karen? You know that their manager is like a lizard, right? Like a space lizard. Maybe, dude, maybe I should have spoken to their manager. Karen Michelle. I'm, I'm going to need a, like, you to do the Karen hairstyle. Oh, oh. And then the weirdest part is that when I walked out, when we finally walked out, which my friend's wife, like I said, like Alex said, they actually took her into a separate room. So all of us were like in little like cubbies, like little cubicle type spaces. They straight up took her behind some door, like and secluded her by herself. So I don't know what they were. They I don't know what they were trying to do. <laughs> it was really weird. But when we walked out, you know, like I said, there's people outside trying to get you to come in. I knew one of the guys. He actually went to film school with me. And I don't think he recognized of me because I hadn't seen him in years. But I, I saw him and I was like, oh! and then I was like, oh, man, what a shame. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> if you're into Scientology, though, like, my bad. Oh, my God. And one of the, the CEOs, one of the previous CEOs of the company that we currently work at, um, I was sharing this story at work with some coworkers and he overheard it and he's like, I'm into Scientology. And then I was like, uh, and it was so awkward because, you know, Damn, he's one of the, he was? the company. Company? Well, no, he he like said it seriously. And then I freaked out a little bit because I didn't know what to say. And then he started laughing and he's like, I'm just shitting you. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that makes sense. I, I couldn't imagine any of those guys no, being into Scientology. They're not. He said it so serious. I was like, uh, I was going to be like, uh, I'm a little worried about you, but because <laughs> he's super, Bleak super twice cool, if super you're chill. okay. <laughs> it's like, do you need help? But yeah, no, he was super cool. And it, it was don't just, fire it was me. <laughs> don't fire me, please. I need this job. <laughs> <laughs> I have bills to pay. <laughs> I'll go to a Scientology meeting with you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so anyways, speaking of jokes at work, uh, we've been promising 
the followers an episode on toxic work environments for a while now. Mm -hmm. Uh, just because, so anytime that we, you know, we do our Toxica Thursdays, we get a lot of stories from a lot of you, uh, telling us about some crazy, you know, work situations that you've been in or have experienced. And it seems like it's a pretty big and important topic for everyone. So here we go. Let's dive in. Do you guys have any toxic work environment stories that you'd like to share? I mean, I think I've shared one before what did i do you remember if i shared where um a woman wasn't hired at a company because she was too good looking yes i think that was think, very very I early think we on, did that right? on the, like the feminism episode i think or the so machismo, too machismo. so that was one that was one occasion same place all my stories will always be from the same place actually no i worked at some pretty toxic places <laughs> <laughs> and i'm looking back on it he's Wait, wait they a didn't minute. Treat me right either. Wait a minute. So, I mean, like, when I think toxic, I mean, like, bad for your health. And the very first place that I worked for, um, again, one of those mall, like, repair shops that you see, like, kind of like, remember the kiosks? Mm-hmm. Um, except yeah. we were, like, a full-fledged store. Um, and there were seven of them around the, the IE and LA area, mm-hmm. right? Um, and basically, one of the biggest like issues was that we would get so many people's stuff to like, and on a daily basis, we would get probably about like thirty new items a day, which takes about an hour each. So you're we're already getting you know thirty hours of work in only you know twenty four hour days, um, and we never had double coverage. The most you had double coverage was maybe like two hours, mm-hmm. and so. It would be one person working their ass off for eight hours, two hours of, of coverage. Um, it was basically someone would arrive so you can go get some food mm-hmm. and then you'd eat your lunch and then you'd come back and you'd start working again like immediately. Oh, my God. Um, and and even even though I was like one of the leads, there was two leads. At, well, actually, no, there was three leads. Um, and we were all like really close friends. I still talk to them occasionally. Um, and we would go from store to store. So it was three leads for seven stores. And every single day we would have customer complaints, people yelling at us, like just because we would get so much shit in through the day that we had no way to keep up. Um, I think after a while, we, we left at some point, we're like, you know what, fuck this place. And They've had like they closed down six six stores. Um, they had lawsuit after lawsuit. Oh my god! Um, it's crazy. Like you can actually find like the stuff on online. Like you can see the. Well, I was going to ask you. So whenever you worked for them, did you ever complain? Like, did you ever talk to management? Okay, so here's one thing: they had an HR department, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the HR department was going out with the CEO of the company. So, oh, oh God. so isn't that an HR violation? Sure that's against, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousin works HR. I'm gonna ask her if that's against a violation. I'm pretty sure it is. Dude, that that was that was oh, the craziest thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was not not legal, but um. Yeah, that was not kosher. Yeah, no, she was she. She's a lovely woman. Like she was she she was sweet and everything. But yeah, she like who are you gonna complain about like coverage and all that stuff when your hr department is dating the ceo yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
Um, then let's see what else. Uh, always ordered like the cheapest shit. Uh, we were always low on parts. Um, sometimes ordered incorrectly, running late all the time. So we would we would get the attacks from the customers. Oh man, mm-hmm. oof. Miss it. Oh, <laughs> miss the stress. Yeah, dude. If you were like, actually, this wasn't the the company. Um, so you know, like, th- I'll move on to my next story. Uh, so you know me. Yeah. I show up to work late. Whenever you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I so show just, up. so just so you guys know, like Parker shows up at like noonish noonish. Eleven thirty. Yeah. And then as soon as he gets there, we're like, hey, let's go eat. And he's like, Okay, let me just turn my computer on and then we can go. <laughs> let me <laughs> then, let me answer some then emails. Let me go eat. <laughs> yeah. Let me go eat and then I work. Yeah. <laughs> Given he also does work into all hours of the night. Like if you message him with an emergency at like two o'clock like he would handle it yeah you know so um I, so i i put in my time okay <laughs> there was a comp one of the other com- the first video game company that i used to work for um another you know company that caused me a lot of stress uh they always required us to be there like on the dot like mm-hmm. work started at 10 you had to be there at 10 um, if you were even a minute late, you had to call in and be like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, two minutes late. Um, there's a little bit more traffic on the street than I thought. Every single day, regardless if you're going to be late or not. And mind What would you, happen if you didn't call in that you were going to be in a minute late? They'd call you out in the middle, middle of our scrum meetings. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they would reprimand you in a certain way. Like, they, they kept track of when you were late or not. Um, yeah. And then... The kicker is, so I don't know if you guys know how the video game industry functions. So um, I think I have a little bit of an idea. So but not too much. basically, I have zero idea. There's a thing called crunch, which we experience it in, in our job as well, um, where you need to basically meet your deadlines, mm-hmm. which are ridiculously, um, ridiculously uh, like time like have a huge time constraint um so you're expected to work overtime mm-hmm. with no additional like overtime compensation because everyone's salary <sighs> that sucks. um and it's it even when there isn't crunch it's kind of assumed that you're always crunching in the video game industry because y- even if you show up let's say i show up at 10 and i'm off say at six right if there's basically it's pretty much unspoken rule that as long as there's someone there everyone else is going to be staying there so we would work from 10 to like 11 or 12 at night on a regular basis? on a regular basis and, and if you didn't you, get paid for like, and you oh didn't get God. paid for that and if you left early it like basically like it was kind of frowned, frowned upon to do that now with but this, that's violating labor laws yeah. isn't it? oh, I was gonna oh ask trust you, me is yes this, was this the startup that you were at yes okay yeah, startups, especially in 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 tech and any type of tech industry, whether it's gaming yeah. or or you know filming production, like their startups are definitely known for. Yeah, I know. Their, I mean, they're yeah, and I mean, we all the new startup capital yeah, at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's so funny because I I read an article about 
Oh, I'm always reading some kind of article <laughs> about red flags uh, during job interviews. And one of the ones that popped up is that if it says something like, if it's a startup and it says something like, oh, our, our employees wear many hats, that's a major red flag. Oh, let me tell you, I <laughs> oh, wore yeah. many fucking hats at that company. Um, I was in charge of our Android platform, iOS platform, our de- database servers, um i integrated stuff for our like uh actual pc engine like i did a fuck ton for that company and the kicker is i went into more debt when i worked there than when i started i was gonna say let me guess the pay was super shitty too oh dude i got paid like 38k for the amount of work yes (gasps) that's what i started at dude um oh my god yeah and uh basically i was doing Remember when we were doing Gladiator, mm-hmm. where I was oh, putting like hundred hour shifts? Yes, um, that was basically Damn. that was basically that was my life. At work. <laughs> yeah, that was basically my life for about mm, two three years. Oh my god! Oh hell no! Yeah, so that's that's when when and Jonathan and I both worked at this company together. We've oh, okay. always worked together. Yeah, this is the one that you told me about. Yeah, and uh, man, I've never hated working for for a company more than i've than i hated working there damn well yeah i mean mean, how can you not when they treat you that way well even at our current company like he said you know he brought up an example it's a once in a blue moon situation and then usually like our management i think is pretty dope like we've had situations where you know projects get insane right like they yeah things go wrong and you know, time crunch and, you know, it gets hectic. And But our management is aware of it. And sometimes they'll be like, you know what, like, take the next two days off. Like, you worked a lot. Like, you deserve it. Or, you know, like, they'll give, mm-hmm. you know, like, they make up for it. So we're not completely, yeah. you know, left to hate life like that. But, st- but then again, our company isn't really a startup. I- I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, that's how we are at work. Like with my company now, like we're in the retail sphere mm-hmm. on the online side. And so like Black Friday is huge for us, you know? Yeah. And like it is for many retailers. And so like the first year that I started there that I was working customer service, like Black Friday, I went in, I think at like six in the morning or something like that. And I was working until like five. No. Yeah, I think it was like five. So from six in the morning to five. And then our next shift got in at like 10 or 11. And they were working until like seven or eight that night. That's rough. Just to cover customer care. Yeah. Like just our team. Um, But I mean, like I remember that like they had so many snacks, so many like, you know, things for everyone just to make sure that they felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like they would go around and like. I think they were going around and, like, making drinks for us. Like, every once in a while, like, I think if things got too hectic, like, our facilities team always did something, like, really nice for us, which is, like, they'd have, like, a cookie cart that came around and, like, made everybody Italian sodas and, like, gave them a cookie from this bakery that's here in town that's really, really good. Um, Or they just have other, like, treats like that Mm -hmm. that was really nice of, like, they always knew kind of when people needed, like, a stress relief. Like, oh, yeah, like the time that I think I sent you the videos that that they brought in mini ponies. (laughs) Yeah, that's that was that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and everyone like freaked out about it. That's what I miss most about the office, because like when I get stressed at home over stuff like the last two weeks, 
you know, I've been telling you, like, we've been doing something, like, we're having a big change at work, and I have been so stressed out. So it kind of sucks not to have anyone to commiserate with at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like, not having that person that, like, be able to just to turn to who has the desk next to mine and be like, dude, today was a bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's <laughs> you how know. you guys have all heard the story. That's how Parker and I became friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like... So you're talking about the the current company that you're at, which I know that you love your job, you love the company. Um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to share your past experiences with yeah. something that you yeah. were not that fond of? <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. So before I worked at the company that I'm at now, I worked at a different company that was more in the vein of the industry that I wanted to go into. Um, all I'll say is that like I wanted to go into the publishing industry, right? So I found a company that I thought was my in and I was like straight out of college. Like I was working at the bank, which obviously the bank was a toxic work environment because I got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that story. Oh, uh, I think that beats anything we'll share. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I like I remember I got my offer letter and I cried because, you know, I didn't even think to negotiate my salary because I'm young and dumb yeah. and I was just happy not to be making like a dollar above minimum wage. Um. And it was fine for a time. And then it slowly kind of started to dawn on me, like, you know, because everyone, I was the youngest person on my team. Not only was I the youngest person on my team, I was the only person who did not have kids or was married. And then I was like one of the only people of color on our team. Mm. So, like, my direct manager uh, was black. Then we had two other women on the team that were Hispanic and then me. And then that that was it. <laughs> and you looked at all of our leadership, all old white guys. You looked at all of like the presidents, vice presidents, you know, this, this and that. All old white guys. And then you look at the team that was actually out in the field because, you know, I was a field sales rep. All women all white women that fit like a certain demographic Mm -hmm. which like don't get me wrong they were all lovely lovely people but it was one of those things that's like okay i have nothing i can relate to here and it's very crazy because like at work we have you know we have employee resource groups Mm -hmm. so we have one that's like in about intersectionality and and diversity and everything and equity and inclusion we have one that's lgbtq plus um, we have one that's women plus focus. We have one that's uh, focused on like family. So like anyone who has family, just like connecting with other parents and stuff like that. Then we have one um, called care. That's just kind of like anyone that deals with any like chronic health issues, whether they be mental health issues or like, you know, physical health issues. And at my old job, like we had none of that. And I was working remote and it was just it, they always made it seem like things were my fault, which like in sales, things are cutthroat. But like assigning me revenue goals that I was never going to hit and then mm-hmm. acting like it was going to be the end of the world that I didn't hit them, you know, and like it just made everything seem like it had such a sense of urgency and such a sense of doom and gloom if the if X, Y and C did not happen. And that mm-hmm. definitely took a toll on my mental health. So yeah. I was very glad to leave there. Yeah, I, I remember when you when you got your new job and you told me you were leaving, you were so happy. But then you also mentioned how like nobody really cared or made a fuss over no. the fact that you were leaving. My manager and, didn't and even many, tell my team yeah. I quit. 
And like, how many years did you work for yeah. that company? Six. Yeah. And Six like, years. Did, yeah. And he didn't bother to tell anyone I left. Damn. Like, that's, that's, it was. And that's I started, shitty. yeah, I left when there was like a wave of people leaving. Because I think we had lost two people the year before. We had lost somebody like the earlier that year. And then I left in, I put my two weeks in February. Actually, I ended up giving them three weeks. And then they had the audacity to be like, oh, okay, that's fine. But you still need to finish like, and then they gave me like a laundry list of things that I still needed to do, which stupidly I did them looking back now. I should have just been like, why? It's not like you're going to fire me. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like, Dude, okay. Man, I this this episode's got me heated. Got me heated. <laughs> just remembering kind of on your on your kind of opposite to your like leaving story like part of the uh-huh. story. Um when I turned in my re- my 2 weeks notice, actually I only gave him a week cuz fuck him. Um yeah. one of the one of the, the like most senior workers there like came up to me and was like Hey Parker, I heard that you're leaving, and then I go, yeah, like I got an offer back at you know where I work now, right? And I was like, I'm gonna take it because I, you know, I really liked working there, and I liked the people that I worked with there too. I mean, not saying that I didn't like the people that I worked at that company with. Um, mm-hmm. and then they were like, what? You don't believe in 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 our goal? Like you don't believe that we can achieve greatness? And I go. I mean, what? that's up to you guys. Out. And he's like, "Well, like you, you don't have you know, like, you know, it's a real, it's a real shame that you're that you know, you don't trust us." And I go, and I go, "Well, it's a real shame that you're trying to uh, convince me to stay when I'm actually just fucking done with this place." They're trying to guilt you. Yeah, they're trying to guilt me to stay. Oh my god. Oh my! If I would have been like, you know what? I take my one week back. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Dude, like, oh yeah, my god! Like, fuck you guys. I'm done. Well, it's funny because I, I'm actually remembering. I did give them two weeks. Um, no, I gave them a one week notice, and I gave the company that I'm going to now. I gave them that I, I told them that I gave them two weeks so that I could Do take a week, a week off. off. Yeah. Um, but but Brigu figured it out somehow, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're coming to work with us on Monday. And I go, fuck. He's like a dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's too funny. Yeah, no, I I've been in some interesting situations. So both like in the office, and then I used to work on set as well when I used to do production. Um, I guess we'll start with the office ones since I, I think those are a lot quicker for me. Um, there was one company that I worked at. It was a very small company as yeah it was on the smaller side and everybody was white except for me and one other girl and and, uh they you know made a website like they had a website for for our company right and they had this like diversity um spiel on their page you know just to make it seem like they were so inclusive even though there was only two minorities at the entire company um and the owner had the audacity to ask us if they could take our picture for that, you know, that section on their website. And I mean, we did it. Like, it's kind of awkward to say, no, you can't, right? So, no, I agree. Like, so, you know, so we did it. And then as soon as, you know, we're done with that, me and the other girl just kind of had a laugh about it because we're like, we're, what diverse, we are the diverse. 
university. Exactly. <laughs> but they wanted to make it seem like, it, you know, like every, like, I don't know, like every person there was a POC, which was not the case in the slightest. Like, I don't think I've ever seen so many blonde hair, blue eyed people before. <laughs> they probably could have, they, they probably would have had a better chance, like going to a stock footage page right? and downloading, like they could have just searched. Uh, people of color in a big group and then just call it a day <laughs> and so yep. at the same at this same company there was another towards the end of it like i was already getting just like fed up with it at first it was cool and then it just the oh, so i was a project manager at that company and um the owner of the company was very busy and she was going through a lot of personal stuff as well and towards the end of it she kind of you know had me doing personal tasks for her that had absolutely nothing to do. Oh, I remember with you telling me about yeah, this. That had nothing to do with what I was hired to do. And towards the end, I was already interviewing for other jobs. Um, and they, she asked me, I think it was to like schedule something with like the cable man or like the person that delivered yeah. like her water yeah. tank you told me that home. like it yeah, yeah it, it was just something super ridiculous something that had nothing to do with work it was a lot of very personal tasks that i just i was like yeah this is i don't want to say beneath me because it's not right but it wasn't what i was hired to do it wasn't your job exactly and so i she asked me to, you know, handle something for her. And I was just kind of like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. And she got upset. Uh, I don't remember exactly like how I worded it, but I was just kind of like, hey, you know, like I kind of let her know like that I wasn't too happy about doing tasks like that. And she got upset and was like, you know, I feel like you don't appreciate uh, the opportunity that we're giving yeah, you. Yeah, basically. Yeah, she was basically yeah, saying that. Like, I don't, I don't appreciate. Like, it feels like you don't appreciate the opportunity that we're giving you. And every single time I ask you to do something, it just kind of seems like you're very hesitant and you make it seem like you're doing a favor for me. And then I told her straight up, I was like, that's because I am. I was like, when you hired me to do yeah. this job, you hired me to do X, Y, and Z for the company, right? Which has to do with, with film, right? I was like, but you have yeah. me doing tasks as if I were your personal assistant. Nowhere on my my like my contract does it say that I am your personal assistant. So yes, I was like, I do have a problem with you asking me to do these things for you because this is not what I signed up for. And she was like, well, if you don't change your attitude, I think that, you know, we may have to part ways. And I was like, I think so too. Literally the next day, I had a job offer from the company the company that I'm now at. And so the next day yeah. I handed in my two weeks notice and I was like, by the way, <laughs> or not the next day, but I think like like the following Monday I handed in my two weeks notice because I got the job offer on a Saturday. But um, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put up with this. Like, not okay. Not okay. I'm not your personal no. assistant. <laughs> she had you canceling her cable and organizing yes. a delivery for her water heater. Oh yeah, because like, she was moving, so she had me do. And I'm yeah, just like, she was moving. I'm not yeah, <laughs> she was having you do all her moving stuff, and like that's not any part yeah. of your job description. Like if she had hired you as your personal assistant, cool, then great. okay, go on, yes. do what you got to do. But that's not what you were hired for. No, no. And Wait, 
like moving from her house? Her home. Yes, her home. Mm -hmm. So she wanted me to help her with a bunch of stuff at her house. Like at some point, I even like took something like to her house. Was she also she sleeping her. with the with the uh, CEO? She was the CEO. Oh, <laughs> I guess yeah. Technically, she was sleeping with the CEO. <laughs> but uh, but it felt nice to uh, to quit that job. Not gonna lie. Um, All I'm hearing is that our company is yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I will uh, say. Oh no! I was just gonna say. I remember. The day, my last day, so, like, when I put my two weeks notice in for my um, old job, or, like, three weeks, technically, um, the very last week that I was supposed to work, I got the flu, and I'd never gotten the flu in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, that has been the one and only time I've ever had the flu. Uh, and so I was out of work for a week, because obviously I couldn't go, the job that I had, I was I just I couldn't do what I needed to do. I couldn't go see the people that I needed to see because like I had the flu and then just anyway. And I was on Tamiflu, right? So that last week I'm not on any of the meetings. I'm not on anything like that. So like when I meet up with one of my old coworkers on like I think it was the second to last day to or no, it was that last very last day to give him my laptop, give him my phone, everything like that. He he was like, oh, you know, like, I'm really going to miss you because I got along well with him. Like, I got along well. He was the closest coworker that I had. And he lives in Waco. And then the other one I had uh, lived in New Braunfels. Like, we were remote, remote, right? And so I had told them that I was leaving. But, like, I hadn't told anyone else because, like, we weren't – I wasn't super close to, like, the rest of the sales team. Just we were all spread apart across Texas. Um, And so I asked him. I was like, hey, did, like – did our manager say anything during our Monday meeting or anything? And he was like, no, like he just, he didn't even like call your name for like roll call. And I'm like, oh, this bitch. So they were so, already like, acting got no like you message. were gone. Yeah. Like got no message. Like when I, to- when I called him to tell him that I was quitting, left him a voicemail message because he didn't answer, leaves me a voicemail back. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I wish you well. Bye. It was literally 30 seconds and I tried to call him back to like finish the conversation because I thought we'd had a better relationship than that. Did not answer me. Never called me back. Wow. And then my other manager who was like under him, who like I was directly reporting into, like he was nice about it. He was like, no, I saw this coming. He was like, you know, I do really like you as a person, but you know, maybe this just hasn't been the greatest fit and this, this and that, which is fine. But I will never forget. And like shout out to Liz and Garrett, who are just the most precious people ever. Liz is a bit is a friend of mine who's a very big fan of our podcast. She had texted me and she was like, hey, what are you going to do that last day? And I was like, oh, I don't know, like, because you usually go to like happy hour and do like a goodbye and things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't even get a, I didn't even get a fucking email from anyone. Anyway, so Liz and Garrett come over and <laughs> Liz hands me a card. I still have it. Actually, I need to dig it up and take a picture of it. Maybe we can post it on the Instagram. She had signed the card as like different people so she was like wish you all the best of luck linda from accounting (laughs) that is so i hope you yeah she was like we're gonna miss you around here stacy from hr like it was the best thing in the world and i cried a little bit because i was like this is so sweet like and they had got cupcakes and like we played games and like ordered pizza and everything so yeah like that was my final thing and then when i ran into my coworkers because they were in austin the later that year for a convention and like i was working downtown because i was 
working at the company that I'm at now and they have offices downtown, I like met up with them and they were like, dude, what happened to you? Like all of a sudden you just were gone. And I was like, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, the the job that I was just telling you about when I gave her my two weeks notice, it was via email because she also hadn't gone to the office in like God knows how long. So everything was just either, you know, via phone, via email. Uh, you'd think she'd at least show up for my last day. Nope. Said nothing. Nothing whatsoever. I was like, mm, okay, have fun in life being a bitch. But <laughs> it was. Like, won't uh, get you very far, but all right. But all right. But uh, yeah, that was one. And then the, the job that I was at before that, <laughs> I. Mm, it wasn't the greatest. There was a lot of people in positions that shouldn't have been in those positions that it was, you know, just they knew people and had relationships with people to be in certain positions. And it was just, it, it, yes, it was just a pain in the ass. I didn't last there very long. I think I was there for like 11 months Um, because I immediately, I was like, oh my God, I hate this place. Like my coworkers dope as fuck like so fucking dope i like we used to drink a lot together and some of them listen to the podcast to this day so you guys know who you are (laughs) um but um when i was interviewing at that place the owner actually asked me if i was married or had kids during my interview (laughs) And I'm pretty sure there's Which also is so like a legal. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that against the law? Yo, like how I think what's so. your what's your cup size? <laughs> yeah, because they're not supposed to no, no, it's against the law to ask because they're not supposed to discriminate. No, I like, know. I'm just saying. And the guy straight up so just weird. asked me. And I mean I got the job, otherwise I was ready to like sue them or something because I told my stepdad and he was like, Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Are uh, are you willing to date me or are you going to cheat on your husband? Like, I just need to see oh which God. one it is. It was oh and then they had a they had an anonymous box, you know, where you could like put your complaints or whatever if you wanted to. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, it was covered it in just cobwebs. Shred, sh- just a shredder? Yeah, it was covered in cobwebs like <laughs> It was bad, but I had like like I said, I left pretty quickly from that place, but some of my other coworkers had been there for quite some time because it's very easy to get stuck somewhere. You guys, you guys know that. Oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was at my old job for. You had been telling me to quit. I think like three years in. Oh, absolutely. And it took me another three years until I was finally fed up enough that I did. And I yeah. make the thing that makes me. It's like it consistently. I go back and I get so mad that I wasted so many years of my youth there. Because in the two years that I've been at my new company, I'm now making more than I did at my old company in the six years that I worked there. Because there was always some kind of bullshit on my review. They're like, oh, well, you didn't hit this like revenue goal up to like, you know, over 100. So we can't like increase your pay because of this. Like all bullshit reasons, right? Let me tell you, I know about that. Uh, The only reason (laughs) I ever got a raise at that other company that I was being paid like nothing for um was because jonathan quit and i go i mean you guys have extra money now like i need a raise and they're like yeah i guess i guess you guys can get a raise 
Yeah, but so at this so 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 at this place that I was at, like I said, a lot of my coworkers were there for years, like years on. Like I got hired and left, and they were still there. The all the cool ones though are now like gone. Like everybody was like, "Fuck this place, I'm out." Eventually, but like it affected a lot of their mental health, and like, yeah, like, people at that office consistently cried over like shit happening, like. I cried once because I was so mad. I went to the restroom and I was crying and I called my my parents because I'm very attached to my parents. And even as a grown ass woman, I will always call my parents. And my stepdad was like, fuck it, quit. Like, just quit right now. I was like, I got bills. He was like, we'll pay. Like, just quit. And I was like, no, like, let me find a job first and then, you know, I'll bounce. Um, but I, it took one time. I just needed to cry once. And, and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. And, and my boss actually, he's a really cool person. Like he was actually a really, really cool dude. The guy that I, I worked with, uh, personally, um, but he also hated that company. And so I think it pushed him to just be constantly angry and frustrated. And sometimes, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was the only one that was around and, you know, like me and him would get into it because the brunt of it yeah 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 and you guys know me like i don't care if it's in the workplace like i'm big on respect like if you don't respect me like i'm gonna snap at you too you know and yeah so we had our moments where we clashed a bit and um a lot of it you know but i never i never like held it against him though because like i said like I know that he hated that company and his management as well because he was 100% commission-based in his position. And so Mm. he was under a lot of stress, right? And so, yeah, like I never took it personally. Like I knew that he was going through his stuff. And even and when I gave him my two weeks notice, he was happy for me. He was like, good. He's like, like, get out of this place, like. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, like he was like, yeah. just go. Like get out while you get, get out. out. <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, usually the bosses at those shitty places all know that it's super shitty and they just want to see you leave. Like for a good like not like fuck you, I want to see you leave. Like Yeah, not in a bad leave way. For yeah, your own because health. they want better for you. Yeah. yeah. And that was definitely the situation with him. And yeah, and but like I said, like a lot of my friends there stayed for a while after. And it just, you know, luckily they all made it out now, but it was rough. Like that was not a, not a fun place. The only good thing that came out of it was, you know, the coworkers and all the happy hours we Mm -hmm. went to that were not company sponsored that we paid because we were stressed. (laughs) At least a lot of our, our happy hours are company sponsored. Yeah. And I mean, they weren't all for stress. They were just, you know, let's have a good time. Yeah. But um, no, so when I used to work on set, though, <sighs> let me tell you, and that could probably be an episode on its own, too, because it comes with, like, being a woman in the film industry and working production. Like, that is just, mm-hmm. like, holy crap, crap. Like, it's just, so I used to do art department work. Um, I sometimes was an art director or I'd be a production designer on a lot of sets and there was this one time one of the 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 biggest stories or one of my favorite stories to tell um it wasn't even somebody that I worked with it's somebody that reached out to me so I met this person and he was a director um 
and he approaches me and he's like, hey, like I have this upcoming project and I'm currently in search of a production designer for it. And, you know, like such and such like told me to reach out to you. And, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. Great. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, can I get your card? I was like, yeah, I had a card. So I gave him my card and he's like, okay, cool. Like I'll like reach out and we can get together um, to discuss the project. I'm like, okay, cool. He starts texting me and he's like, so do you have a boyfriend? Oh, I was going to say, so yeah. Are you single? Are you single? Are you seeing anyone? Like, what, like what's up? Yes. And I, mean, I, got, I can't believe it, but yeah. Just, and I got so pissed and I straight up told him, I was like, look, I was like, I gave you my contact information for strictly business. Like, if you want to reach out to me and talk to me about whatever project you have in the works and you want to see my portfolio, cool. Go ahead. I was like, if you are texting me because you're trying to get a date, I was like, stop talking to me right now because it's not going to happen. And he apologized. And then after that, I was like, you know what, though? Like, I'm really not interested in working with you. So don't even reach out to me for your project because that is a no. And so, like, the whole Me Too movement in Hollywood, you know, that happened, this is prior to that. But when everything started coming to light, like, it's – I don't think a single person in the industry was ever shocked by any any of the stories that came out regarding anyone because it is – Everyone knew. Everyone knows. Like, that's just how it is. Unfortunately, you know, not all women feel comfortable, you know – just being an ass like me, <laughs> you know, like it, it's yeah. a lot harder for other women to, you know, Edmund. stand up and, and just, you know, say no and say fuck it, you know? Um, and so unfortunately, like it happens a lot, but that was, that was one instance. And then there was another set that I worked on and it was a fun shoot overall, but I was telling Alex, Alex actually the other day, I was having this conversation with her. I was telling her that It sucks when you're in a position of power on a set and you are a woman because it is very hard to get the other department heads to listen to you. So I worked on a set that, or a few sets, this actually happened to me on several sets, but there was once where I needed to, so as a production designer, you're doing all of the set design, right? So you have to set up the scene. So if you're shooting in an office, you have to make that room look like in an, an office, right? Otherwise, like, it's just going to look like a random ass room. So anytime we set up, you have your G&E group, right? Like cinematography, they're setting up their lights. They want to get the lighting right. And then art department is in there. I had spoken to the assistant director prior because I needed to set up a, a scene. And I was like, hey... I need to do this, but I cannot have like five guys in there while I'm trying to set this up. Like I need about 45 minutes in this room with my team and nobody else. Like, can I get that? And the AD was like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. And so I'm working and I'm supposed to have this space by myself. And all of a sudden the guys walk in and it's, it's all men. And I was like, hey, like, what are you guys doing in here? And they're like, oh, we're going to set up. I'm like, no, you're not. I was like, if you look at the schedule, I have the room from this time to this time. Oh, but such and such, which was the cinematographer, um, the DP, he was like, oh, he said it's fine that we can set up. I was like, I don't care what he said. I don't care that he said that you're fine to set up because 
the assistant director who whose job is to keep everyone on time and on yeah. schedule told me that I had this room to myself for the next 45 minutes. No, but the DP said this. I was like, I don't care. I'm the production designer and I'm telling you to get off of my set right now. And and what sucks, and this is what I was telling Alex, what sucks about being on set, and I know this happens to a lot of women that work production, and it doesn't even have to be production, actually. Like, it, it can be a regular, just a regular work in environment. A position. Yeah. Work. yeah. When you when you ask for things nicely, they don't listen. And you, just, you oh, have to snap and kind of be a bitch to get them to listen, but then you get the reputation of being hard to work with or being a bitch. And it's like, okay, but when I asked you nicely, you didn't listen. You just ignored me. <laughs> and I kid you not, that happened to me on almost every single set that I worked on. And is that why you eventually left? Yeah, that that is why I eventually left. It, it just, anybody that's worked production can tell you that the hours are insane. Like there were some days where I was working 16 hour days and you're supposed to have a 12 hour turnaround by state law. But when you work on a lot of like independent features and like smaller projects, they don't always stick to that. <laughs> but that took you overtime. Yeah, well, true, you do get overtime. Um, but yeah, so you're, you know, you're working like 16 hour days. You don't know where your next project is coming from. You know, it's a lot of like, it's freelancing. So you're hustling and it's just, you work a lot of weekends. You miss out on a lot of fun things with friends and, and it's just, so eventually like I just, I got burnt out and I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with the people. And yeah, like I mean, not every set was like that. There were a few that it's just so much fun. So smooth. From like beginning to end, like just so much fun, no matter how hard we had to work. Like the people were great. But I will say that like probably like 75 to 80% of the sets that I worked on, it was not a good time. (laughs) So that was that. Back to my first company. (laughs) I just remember these two stories. So one time I answer the phone and I go... Hey, I'm going to help you. I'm not saying the name of the place, obviously. Uh, not that it matters. It's probably yeah. completely closed now. But I go, hey, uh, how am I going to help you? And the guy goes, uh, do you guys sell Windows Windows 7? And I go, no, we just like install it and we just use your key. Like we're not allowed to sell it. And he's like, so do you guys sell it? And I go, no, no, we don't, we don't sell it. And he goes, fuck you. And just hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, cool. Fuck me. <laughs> and then yeah, um, I... it's very triggering for me yeah and then another time this one's actually this one's funny this one's not at all like stressful uh we were repairing a a playstation 3 and uh this guy like just like runs and like into like the counter right he's like excuse me excuse me and we're like hey how am i how am i help you and he's like uh i uh I left a disc inside my PS3 and was wondering if I uh, if I could get it back, and and I and I go, oh sure, like what's what's the name on the PS3 and uh, what what disc was it? And he's like, um, oh my yeah, God, say it was porn. It's a uh, it's porn. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, oh really, huh? And so I like go in the back <laughs> and I pull it out, and yeah, no, it was straight up just porn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like, and then we go back, and uh, 
uh it's both me and my coworker who super funny guy did so much shit with that that guy um that we shouldn't have done at work but he was like um he's like hey you're gonna burn that because i might want to copy later <laughs> and i go oh my god, oh my <laughs> I'm, god. Like, I'm like nah man i'm just gonna give it back the guy's here oh <laughs> uh. you know we had a porn company reach out to us about working with us. We could do super good I was compression. At the, I was at the Culver office whenever that happened, and immediately every, everybody was like, "No, absolutely." Oh, oh not. I remember that. <laughs> I remember. I actually, I was told that, and I was like, "Also, yeah, like it is common knowledge." So in our industry, in the film industry, if you work for a porn company, you basically get blackballed at any other place. Like no studio. Really? Yeah. Like, stupid. if you work for any anything in the porn industry, like, you're stuck there. Like, nobody else will take you. And that you. is very, very common knowledge in the and industry. And I'm very pro-sex worker. I mean, like, the shirt that I'm wearing right now, <laughs> literally, it says only friends in the OnlyFans font. Um, like, look, we are very much of the stance that sex work is work. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's work. Yeah. But un- unfortunately, that is uh, the situation in, in, with porn and Hollywood. They're not. They're not friends. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. I mean, they could. Our industry can make way and more money. I always money. wondered. I always used to have this conversation with my friends whenever we worked on set because we did art department, right? I was like, I wonder what, like, if art department has to do anything for porn sets. Like, imagine like being the pillow fluffer or like. I need more cum. More cum. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was always like, I wonder. It seems like it could be fun. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Like, there if the are guy fluffers. gets there early, do you just give him like a little cup and you're like, hey, go do your thing. We might need it later. We might need to spritz it out later. <laughs> Let me tell you, there are fluffers, but they're not for pillows. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I I did always wonder, you know, because hey, some of those porn stories, you know, <laughs> they they want to go out all out with those storylines. The budget <laughs> is just astronomical for this. <laughs> they have to have an art department. They have like, to. They have oh to. no, yeah, of course. I mean, Do they someone have have to set up at, at the least, end like of the basics? It depends. Yes. Like I don't think I've. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, it depends on how good of a production you're doing. Like, sometimes they, like, they put it, the credits in the front. So, like, they'll tell you, hey, who's in this fucking video? But if it's, like, a super, like, production, like, let's say it's the parody to, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, God. What's it yes. called? What's the name? Oh, what was it? Do you remember what the, what was the, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Some of the names when they, when they change the titles are it's, really funny. They're great. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, but the porno. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> uh, not like my... my I just, well, he's I just, looking that up. It's not like my search is going to get any dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, well, Parker's looking that up. While he was telling uh, his retail story, it reminded me of my first job. Because um, I feel like your first job, you either work retail or you work in the food service industry, and they both suck. Mm-hmm. Like, people fucking suck. And if you're one of those people that goes into either a restaurant or a store and acts entitled to shit, just l- I want to let I want you to know that I hate you. <laughs> just right off the bat, I hate you. Um, so my very first job was working at the mall at Express, 
and it made me just it hold, on, my soul hold, out. hold on hold on hold on alex every What's day it? i went hold on alex hold on <laughs> what parker's laughing i he's got the title so what so the the pirates of the caribbean <laughs> okay. title is not funny at all and it's not original it's just pirates oh but man. but i looked up what's like a good like actual porn parody name mm-hmm. glad he ate her <laughs> instead of gladiator <laughs> That's great. That's actually really great. That one's good. (laughs) That one's good. A cockwork orange. Oh, God. A few hard men. How did we go from talking about toxic work environments to (laughs) porn titles? (laughs) Apocalypse Now. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's it. Leave it. Quit the podcast. (laughs) And that's the end of the podcast. Gotta and one more, <laughs> Phil Bill. Phil, oh god! Instead of Kill Bill. Oh, <laughs> uh, glad he ate her is the best one. Yeah, that was like, that, that was good. Nothing's gonna beat that. Yeah, that that's pretty funny. Okay, back to the topic, Alex. <laughs> okay, back to the topic. So what I was saying. So when I worked at Express, I would work there in the summers when I would come home from college. So I worked there over the summer and over like winter break. And people are the fucking worst because over winter break, everyone has a stupid coupon. No one bothers to check when the expiration date is. And they're like, oh, so you're just not going to honor my coupon? I'm like, no, this has been expired by two months. If you really need this coupon and you really need to use it today, then maybe you should have come two months ago or maybe you should have enough in your bank account that you can cover this without the stupid coupon. But I will never forget that one day over the summer. It was like, I think it was 4th of July weekend, which like we were having some kind of sale on jeans or something like that. And I was working the fitting rooms and we were slammed. Like my priority was just making sure getting the fitting rooms like in and out, cleaned out, like folding out the clothes so that somebody could pick them up and to go back. So like pick up the clothes that had like people didn't want, put them back on the floor, you know, whatever. So there's this little woman, like this little older woman who just like, comes out of one of the dressing rooms and is like, I need this in a smaller size. Oh, we were having our our sale at that time too. So not only were like jeans on sale, but we were having like Express does or used to do. I don't know if they still do now. It's been years. Like they had like a shop the box sale where it was like one box was like 30% off. One box was 40% off. One box is like 60% off. And it was chaos because people would literally just throw clothes everywhere. Um, And so she like kind of like chucks this shirt at me and she's like I need a smaller size than this and I was I looked at it and I knew that it was one of the sale items and I was like oh I'm sorry ma'am like you know whatever we have of the sizes is what we have like for sale and she's like well no I need you to go look for it and I was like actually I'm not able to do that I'm the only person here in the fitting room you know I'm so sorry but if you go to one of our associates on the floor they should be able to like help you find it and we had already been told by management that like if somebody wanted something in the box we are not to go digging for them we can direct them and say like you know this is where you can check but they were like your priority is like everybody else like you cannot just be digging through these boxes just to find something for them that's on sale right so i told her that she like gives me this dirty ass look and leaves the dressing room right she comes back like 25 minutes later or something and like shoves this shirt in my face and she was like see you had it in a smaller size you're just lazy you don't want to do your job and i was like ma'am are you gonna want to try this on or not she was like yeah i was like okay that one's free like and after that i was like i need to go on my break like 
it was if I was not getting yelled at in the like fitting rooms and I was getting yelled at at the cash register for like coupons being expired for something not being on sale that they thought was on sale for their total being more than what it was. And it was the exact same thing when I worked at the bank. People yelling at me like I was the one that overdrafted their account and I was the one that charged them the overdraft fee. Like, do I think overdraft fees are stupid? Yes. Did I personally do that to your account when you spent money you didn't have? No. I don't think I've ever been yelled at like that in a work environment. Oh, well, I've, only, I only, but I've also never yeah, really I done have. customer service like that. Like, I mean, I work client services is what I work in Yeah, now, but it's not the same. But my clients are awesome. Yeah, it's and, different. Yeah, it's yeah, different. it's very different. It's not, you know, like retail. I mean, when I was in high school, I did work uh, at a perfume store. I used to sell perfume on the weekends. It was very under the table. Mm-hmm. And like the worst encounter, even then, like that one was super chill. The worst encounter I had wasn't even like a disgruntled employee. It was she was just straight up racist. Oh, nice. She was racist, Dope. and 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 I snapped really bad. But that's a story for another day. Like she ended up, she ended up getting kicked out of the store because when oh, I told yeah. my coworkers who were also Hispanic, um, what she said, they went out and they were like, "Get the fuck out!" Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it didn't sense. end well for her. Um. But, but yeah, it, but it, I think that was the only situation. Other than that, it's never been a, a straight like, like customers being. That's unhappy the one thing I wish that me. you could tell people. Whenever you are working like any kind of service industry, whether it's retail or food, I really wish there were you could just like kick people out or just be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. Dude, the dumbest saying like, in the world is the customer is always right. The customer is not right. They're never Most right. Are really dumb. They're never right. We're never right. <laughs> no. Like, no, you are not right. What I am to, I'm not purposely going out of my way to get you anything, like, to inconvenience you, to not get you this deal, to not do any of that. Like, I get so many TikToks on my For You page talking about, like, hairstylists, like, their, like, you know, client conversations that they've had or other people, especially, like, makeup store ones. And, like, it's funny to watch them because, you know, people are ridiculous. But at the same time, I'm like, I absolutely know that these conversations, like, 100% are not exaggerated. Because I remember having some really stupid-ass conversations with some customers when I was at Express. And especially when I was working at the bank. Like, <sighs> Yeah, I, I can't. Yell, I, I can't stand people. <laughs> I think people have always been horrible. And even more so with the pandemic, like, all the Karens coming out. Oh, Lord, baby. Jesus. I honestly... Uh, if you work in retail or just with people on a daily basis like that, like, you know, customer service, bless y'all, y'all like, bless you. Y'all are the real MVPs. Yeah. Like y'all are doing the real hard work. Like, I don't know how you do it. I look up to you. Keep at it because people are difficult. People are very, very difficult. And yeah, like, I don't know. And even when I was at like my, I will say like my corporate job. I remember getting yelled at by some of my accounts and my clients and like crying in the car afterward and just like crying from the stress because people are just so ridiculously entitled when you're providing a service that then they think that they they're like you owe them every single ounce and minute of your time and attention like their expectations go far beyond the service that you're actually providing for them you know and it's like it is not my <laughs> we, fault that you have unrealistic we just charge expectations. them more. <laughs> Yeah, you want to make a dumbass request? It's okay. Add, add you some pay more money. A couple thousand dollars I wish extra. I've done that. I 
so wish I could have done that. There were some times where I just wanted to straight up like walk out from a client meeting and just be like, no, fuck it, whatever. And then the gossiping too, because I will say when I was at that job, like I ran into several incidents of because like an outside salesperson was paired with an inside salesperson. Right. So we both covered the territory that we had and they covered a larger amount because they were purely over the phone. And like I had my select number of accounts that like I would go see. Right. Tell me why both of the women that I worked with who were both older and they were our our inside office was in Waco, right? So that's where they all were. So like small town Texas, right? And I had heard rumors that like the office cuz like mostly at the office it was like all women and it was all usually older women, right? I'd heard horror stories about like all the inside reps like being really catty and bitchy and judgy and I was like thank god. I don't have to deal with any of that. Like, I work on my own. I work remotely. Um, But I remember one time both of my bosses were in town because they would come and they would, like, you know, shadow me on client meetings and things like that. And I remember we were at lunch and they were like, hey, we have to talk to you about something really serious. And I was like, "Okay, what's going on? And they were like, we just want you to know that so-and-so has been saying this to her manager about how, like, you're not doing anything, how you never talk to her, how, like, she doesn't think you're actually doing her job or your job. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, I obviously, I know that's not true. Like, you know, my other, my because it was like my boss and then my supervisor, right? They were like, we know that's not true. Like, we know what you do. We know that you're we're in communication with you. But they were like, what's going on? And I was like, literally, I talk to her. I try to talk to her. And it's like pulling teeth. I put things on my calendar. I tell her exactly where I am. I put my travel time. Like, I put every fucking thing on the calendar. Tell me that I'm not working. And they're like, yeah, no, no. Like, we'll we'll deal with it. But like, it happened twice. And I was just like, how dare you? How dare you feel so little in your own life that you have to jeopardize my job. Wait, this is with coworkers? Yeah. Oh my god. This was somebody, a, the person if, who was supposed to be my partner who was like managing the work, territory with me. If somebody at work if like HR one I have a great relationship with HR. They're they're dope. But like if somebody at work came up to me and was like, "Michelle, we're getting complaints that you don't talk to this person and you're not being very friendly i'd be like yeah it's because i don't like them <laughs> for, for me to be like yeah because no, i don't talk even. to anybody uh-huh. <laughs> for me to be like yeah because i don't talk to anybody I'd be, yeah i'd be like who, who? what huh <laughs> no but it wasn't even that like i wasn't being friendly or i wasn't talking to her like i was it was that she was accusing me of not doing my job and not being like where i said i was gonna be and i'm like oh because sometimes you call me in the middle like in the middle of my day while I'm in a meeting and then expect me to drop everything and drive 45 minutes to go somewhere out of my way to an account that's not even mine that I will get nothing out of because you made a mistake that's why you're pissed and like the reason I hated that situation too is because my boss is like instead of like having something more like done against her they were just like oh we'll just make sure that like you document everything and just like watch your back and this this, and that you know they were like we like we're on your side but you know like this is what she's saying to so and so and this this, and that and i'm like okay then why can't you shut the like why can't you shut her up like i'm not i don't understand how it is that i still am the one who has not done anything and yet i'm the one who has to be careful um yeah i don't know I just I don't know what to say about that. Like I, 
Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That does suck. I would have straight up been like, you want to fight? Like, <laughs> catch these hands. Like, let me tell you. Okay. But I'm also a yeah. jokester and everybody knows this. But like, IT was like moving everybody around in our offices, right? Like, just a different setup at some point. And I was like, if you guys, and I straight up told them, like, in their faces, I was like, if you take my office, I'm going to fight you. Like, we're going to go outside and I'm going to fight you. And that's literally what I said to my coworker. And he just laughed. <laughs> Yeah, but that was – I think that's a different <laughs> relationship and, and situation. Yeah, I mean, there's there people – no, no, there was another guy actually that, that came up to – well, we were passing him by in, in the hallway, and he at one point stopped me and, and my coworker, or he, he said hi, and we were like, oh, hi. And then he, like, passes us, but as soon as he passes us, he's like, hey, like – you guys never talk to me. You never say hi. Like, I always say hi and you never reply. And me and my friend were just like, um, we've never spoken to – you've never spoken to us. And he was like, no, I've said hi. And we were just like, okay. <laughs> we turned around and we just laughed. <laughs> it was more awkward than anything. It was like, uh, you're weird, but I guess. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that that – that sucks. Um, with that being said, I, I think mean, we've gotten enough toxic stories for the day of the work environment. And right. I am pretty sure that this we could is do a this subject. All day. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's got horrible, horrible work stories just because a large amount of people are just very shitty out there. So stick with us, guys. Like just you can you can make it through it. You can make it through it. But yeah. uh I think that's the end of the episode today, guys. So if you guys want to share your stories with us um, and tell us about your toxic work environments, because we know you have them, uh, make sure to message us, DM us, slide in our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at the Toxica Diaries, or you can email us at the Toxica Diaries at gmail.com. Um, you, I forgot what I was going to say. Cut that bit out. <laughs> you can find you can find us on all of your famous uh, favorite streaming platforms, guys. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. Um, and if we're if you want to listen to us somewhere else and we're not on there, let us know. We can figure it out. Um, but I think that's it for today's episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.